You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. You know the sound. You're lying in bed, about to drift off to sleep, and you hear the pitter-patter of tiny feet sneaking up to your bed. Night visits from children can be disruptive for the whole household, so how do you stop them without that small child howling the house down? Natalie Herman is a sleep consultant who also has two children of her own. Hi, Natalie. How are you? I'm good. Have you ever had night walkers? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Very frequently. (laughs) (laughs) You obviously don't get night walkers when your child is in a cot, although there are some that manage to get out of the cot. Does this normally start to happen once they've been transitioned to a big bed? Yeah, so definitely there's usually that phase of straight away taking them out of their cot into a bed that they all of a sudden realise they've got all this freedom to walk around (laughs) and we do get that dreaded visit during the night. Um, Yeah, so that would be a common time that your child would start to get out of their bed during the night. And they go straight to your room, don't they? I mean, I'm sure there are children that have a wonder and play around the house, but most kids just come to mum and dad, don't they? Absolutely. So what are your tips for encouraging kids to stay in their bed? So I think the first step is to actually think about what's going on for them. Like why, aside from the fact that they've now just experienced this newfound freedom of being able to get out of their bed when they want, um, put that aside, there are usually reasons why your child's waking up during the night. So I think that's the first thing is... Could they be anxious about something? Um, you know, usually this is an age for nightmares as well. Um, is there been like a change in their routine? Um, you know, are they worried about something? So it's first step is just to think about what is actually going on for them. And when they, when they wake up in the morning, you know, is to have that conversation with them just so you can get a bit more insight. Um, the next stage is to actually advise them that even though they can actually walk out and come to visit you, (laughs) that it's not good for anybody. It's not good for them and it's not good for you. Um, And just explain that this is where mummy and daddy sleep and this is where you sleep. And even though you can physically get out of bed, um, you know, we don't want you to be doing that during the night. Take us back to that moment we're about to fall asleep and we hear the child come up to us. What do you do in that moment? Let's say it's one o'clock in the morning. So again, I would gently take them back um, and just, you have to just be really, really consistent. And it's a bit of a tough love approach um, because at the end of the day, it is the middle of the night and they do actually need to go back to sleep. So it's not like we should be sitting there having this whole conversation with them and keeping them awake, Um, you know, lying them down. If you need to spend a bit of time um, next to your child, just initially to actually make sure they do fall asleep, that's fine. And then gradually after a few nights, um, you should be sort of spending less and less time in there. The most important thing I always advise people is to just be consistent. So if you have have a child that comes into your room five or 10 times a night, every time it's just the same approach, taking them back and then it will just become less interesting for them because they know that there's no other option for them to just be in their room. It's when we give in and we allow them, oh, just tonight we'll do it or just, you know, and then it's been sort of three nights, then your child's going to think, oh, okay, I won. Yeah, this and is I got how what it's going to be. Yeah, this is how it's going to be. And, um, and yeah, that's what we don't want. We want to avoid that. What's your take on reward charts? Because I, I had a friend who I think she said something like her daughter could get a frozen doll if she spent 10 nights in a row in her bed. And then once she got the frozen doll, she said now she had to stay in her bed or she'd take the doll away. 
So <laughs> I seemed a bit harsh, but yes, I think it might have worked. I absolutely love rewards charts. I think that they definitely work, um, unless you have like an overly stubborn child. Um, most of the time, they they work because at the end of the day, it's what you call positive conditioning and positive reinforcement. So you know, as as we're taking something away, we're giving something in return for good behaviour, um, and I've seen it work really well with most children that I've worked with. Natalie, I think there'll be a few people applying these tips. Thank you so much for your help today. Thanks for having me. That's Natalie Herman. She's a sleep consultant based in Melbourne, but she works with people around the world. So if you'd like more information on Natalie and what she does, we'll have links on our website later this afternoon. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.